You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo. We're back! Where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And oh my God, it's been so long since we've gotten together, Abby, and it feels so good. good. It feels so good. When I did that, oh, I I know everyone can't see us. I lifted my hands in the air like I was Oprah. So I just want everyone to have that visual right now of me like, whoa. God, we were texting each other. We posted it to our Instagram stories, but like the dialogue and exchange between you and I over our excitement for Beverly Hills, and I'll be honest, we'll talk about it. It wasn't like the world's greatest Beverly Hills episode. But I have just missed Housewives so much. I don't care how shallow that makes me sound. I need this. I need this reality TV in my life. Oh, absolutely. I need some mindless TV. We've talked about it. I'm sure we're not the only ones, but I feel like I've watched everything. <laughs> I love everything um, on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, all the different platforms. And I've missed Bravo content the most. I 100%. I mean, I've gone back and watched old Bravo shows. I've rewatched all the seasons of Ladies of London. Um, I mean, I just, I can't, I can't fill the void, but that was like the closest thing I could do. Yeah. So should we start with Roni? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think the reason why we've been so lonely is because we don't have 50 close girlfriends like Ramona? (laughs) We need to get some more friends. I I, think that's what we need to do. The fact that she, Ramona is just one of a kind. I mean, here's the thing with Ramona. This is my quick little hot take. I feel like you can't have Roni without her. She makes good TV, but she's such like, she's just a league of her own. Like she's not the best person. Oh, um, oh no. Oh my God. But she's then the worst sometimes person. She, the, but then sometimes she says things. I'm like, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. I, it's, she, I have a lot of conflicting feelings on her. But more often than not, I find her entertaining. I find her extremely entertaining. I agree with you. Like you, you can't have Roni without her. If she ever left or was fired, I, I really don't think the show could go on. Like Sonia isn't Sonia without Ramona to balance her out. I mean, basically she's the anchor for all of these other people's crazy personalities. And she's just as bizarre and out there, but like she really is the anchor of the show. Uh, And there's just like, there's so many aspects to her, but I agree. There's times where I find myself agreeing with Ramona and I have to stop and reflect. I question my own judgment and my own thought. But there are times <laughs> that she's correct. The only thing I won't agree on, though, the idea of having 50 close girlfriends, first of all, and, I, and Elise said this, 
not all of them are on the same level. There's no way you are equally as close with 50 women. It's just, it's not possible. There's not enough time in the day to have that level of relationship with 50 people. But also the fact that Ramona thinks everyone is jealous of the fact that she has 50 friends is so laughable. Like, I hope when I'm in my 60s, I'm not bragging about the number of close girlfriends I have. No. And I think Elise said this in the episode, too. Like, she has 50 girlfriends because each of those girlfriends have a role. Like, they either have maybe a private jet, a PJ. They have access to things that she doesn't have access to. Like, Ramona is you know, she likes to get something out of a relationship and friendship with people. Yeah. And it seems like it's everything in her life is kind of focused around like, so she thinks of herself as very wealthy, which she is. And she assumes that anyone who makes less than her is going to be intimidated by it. And that's why she can only date men that are like billionaires because that would be someone richer than her. And I think she almost does the same thing with friends. She assumes that the friends who maybe have less money than her but still have million-dollar homes because, I mean, all of these women are extremely wealthy. She just assumes that these women are, like, jealous of Ramona because she has more wealth. And I don't think everyone in this world is valuing people based on their monetary value. Like, I mean, Elise was even saying, you know, there's there's more to it. And Ramona didn't, like, you know, she's like, you're welcome for my friend group. It's like, Elise made friends with these women. You might have introduced her. But Elise, like, connected with these women. And I think that's the thing that Ramona doesn't see. No. And I I mean, that's this might be a whole nother episode. But clearly, those two aren't friends anymore. Um, I think this is the beginning of the riff. We've seen it play out on social media. Lisa's been pretty vocal about her displeasure with Miss Singer. And I mean, granted, she got invited or Ramona somehow probably got her on the show. So I can't take away that. But when you look back at some of the behind the scenes at the producer show in this this current episode, Elise has been around for a minute. So she might she could have easily earned it on her own other than just knowing Ramona. But Anyhow, the fight between Ramona and Dorinda, what I was actually, I will say, this is a moment where I was like, shit, am I agreeing with Ramona? I actually thought she handled herself very well. It was kind of mature of her to recognize that Dorinda's dealing with a lot more, a lot of shit. Yeah, I, I questioned myself too. I'm like, whoa, Ramona's being like an unresponsible adult for a brief moment um, and actually having compassion and sympathy for someone else. Like I... I was so shocked by it. I'm still like processing that we witnessed that. And I mean, she has shown moments like even with Leah, she is awful to her, but then like, she's really sweet to her. I mean, there is a softer side to Ramona, but uh, I thought, I thought it was really sweet the way she handled everything with Dorinda. I just am not buying the fact that Dorinda's overwhelmed by this house. I, I think more of it has to do with Richard and she's grieving, you know, her husband, but like for her or her grieving the loss of her husband, But for her to continue to talk about how busy and exhausting and all this, I'm like, you have a fucking mansion that you're remodeling with no budget. It's like, like, I just tag white privilege lady. Like, come on. Exactly. I was like watching this. I'm like, this is rich white people problems. Um, And not to say that black people aren't rich and don't have problems either. But I just can't picture like Monique's never from um, Potomac, who has a lot of money. She's never like complaining about remodeling her homes. No. She loves it. I mean, she will tell us she has four homes, but no, yeah. she's not complaining about remodeling them all. No, I totally agree with you. It was just kind of like laughable and the fact that she's like, oh my God. And I think it, so much of it is Richard. She's got a lot of 
I think things that she hasn't unpacked since he passed. And Ramona alluded to it. She kind of jumped into that relationship with John and she feels like this could be the first time she's actually grieving his death. So I think there might be some validity to it and why we're seeing some of this toxic behavior. And I also don't agree. I don't care, always care for Ramona, but I don't feel like Dorinda's speech at that Halloween party, calling her an awful friend was necessary. Like it was, (laughs) I would be mortified if someone said that to me. It's really nasty. It was so inappropriate. Like, that wasn't the audience. First of all, majority of these people were Luann's friends, not all of their friends. So they don't all know <laughs> the inner workings. I guess these women just assume everyone watches the show. I was talking to you about this. It was giving me flashbacks of when Siggy went to, like, was having, like, a purse party or something weird at her house and basically stopped the party and asked everyone – like basically pulled everyone attending and said, if you invited everyone to Florida and gave them a nice cake and they smashed it, like it was just, and then when everyone's like, yeah, that's wrong. She's like, that's all I wanted. Like I was just, this is Dorinda. It's like, why, why do you feel the need to publicly shame Ramona at a public event where not everyone know even knows what you're talking about? No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So at least when they arrived at Bluestone Manor and got to see... What did you think of the remodel, by the way? Okay, so the only thing I don't love is that green wallpaper everywhere. Um, the rooms look great. I like that there's a different theme in each room. I like that she kept the shark and the fish, which we did see at BravoCon. It was in the... Um, Museum. That? Museum. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, that was kind of a rough moment there. Uh, but I, I love that she tucked him into the bed, but that the rooms were different. I don't I think it I thought it looked really nice. I the only thing I don't love and I want someone to explain this to me because my all of the homes I've lived in um since like post college have been hardwood floor. I really don't like I've never had uh carpeting anywhere like on a main floor on a second floor. Why do people put rugs over carpet? She had like area rugs and then she was like isn't this so nice it's carpeted. I'm like but you have area you have big area rugs. I, I don't get it. I've seen people do that. it. I only understand it with like a dining table. Like yeah. I've seen that done with that, like rug on rug there. And even in bedrooms, I've seen like rug underneath the like the bedroom. Like I've the seen carpet? it that, yeah. the carpet or sorry, on top of the carpet. But I haven't seen it in like a living room space. I don't know. Just to me, like when I see that, kind of, I'm, I also feel the same way with people who have uh double islands in their kitchen. Tamara had that in her old house with the the big house they moved into. And then I think they've since are selling it, but, um, or two houses ago, maybe she had two islands. And to me, it's like, what's the point of having two islands in your kitchen? I, I don't know. I'm actually, these surprised. are the things that bother me. <laughs> I'm actually surprised for as much as she said, she loved her kitchen and loves to cook. And granted, we didn't get a full view of her kitchen. I was actually kind of surprised she didn't spend more there. It felt, uh, I actually, I would rather have Ramona's kitchen than the Hamptons. I love a big island for everyone to gather around while you're cooking and prepping and everyone can hang out. And it felt really congested and like small with all the women around there. And again, I'm like, it's bigger than my kitchen, people. I'm not like, it's not like I'm uh, saying that I, you know, have a better one. But when you live in a big, like, estate like that, I would think you would have a more spacious kitchen. 
No, absolutely. I thought she would. I mean, if you had the opportunity, if you're remodeling, why not put the money there? But Dorinda, to me, is someone who wants to get as much more bank for her buck. So she probably is like trying to stretch that dollar where she could. But I thought, I mean, I thought it looked nice. It's a little quirky, a little eccentric. It's not all my taste. It's more colorful than I would probably ever be comfortable doing. But it's still, I mean, it still looked nice. I will say though, Hannah's room was like, that would have been my dream room from probably the, maybe not so much with the pink, but just the whole, like everything else though, like from ages, probably like 12 to like 15, 16, that like room. I like when I saw that, I was like, oh, middle school me was like jumping for joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that Moroccan room, which was weird that she talked about. And she's like, I don't know why I have this room. And I'm like, well, wh- why did you, why, yeah, I mean, why is it the like- Moroccan room? Why not make it something else? <laughs> so weird oh Oh, yeah um i'm like what else you know one thing we haven't touched on that i just like i feel like we're jumping around but we are we didn't cover the week before this episode because we really just wanted to focus on this week and then this week for beverly hills uh but these new confessionals where they're just sitting in their house first of all we're getting a sneak peek into some interesting decor options luann but also some of these women, I feel like it's like the same with these Zoom reunions. Some of them really like set it up. They think of like the acoustics of the room. And then others of, of them are just like basically sitting in like a hallway where you can hear all the sound echoing. And it, I, to me, I'm just like, I don't understand why at this, at this point they had to rely on majority of these being in-home confessionals. Because this should have already been produced and wrapped when they rolled it out. I'm guessing it has more to do with the editing and how long it took for them to preview the episodes because it is conflicting because Dorinda had both. She had Mm -hmm. her pretty sure she was at Bluestone. She's filming her home confessional at Bluestone Manor. And then we saw one that was like pre-COVID screen drop. I also don't know why they couldn't just use like a green screen and fake it in that way. (laughs) Maybe they just want to show us. And also, I mean, I applaud Leah for having like, we can tell, I can tell she has like that ring light that the influencers have because you can just tell the lighting on her face looks good. Sonia, gorgeous, but you can see all the makeup she has on her face. <laughs> Luann clearly didn't test the sound because when she talks, it sounds like the volume goes up like five notches and it's echoey. Then Ramona's looks, <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun. It is all over the place. I will say Leah's new look to me was like the floor is lava. That show on Netflix. Yes, when you said that. Yeah, when you I she's an interesting fashion choice. Um, but like, yeah, that outfit, I was like, oh, I don't really know what we were going for. And I'm not, I don't really understand the need for that. Like, I feel like the rest of the women look like they dressed how they like a little bit nicer, but how they would just every day going to lunch with someone. I don't think you'd ever wear that outfit in public. I don't think so either, but who knows with her? I mean, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I do we, love her though. Oh, yeah, it was good. Uh, okay, so we're back at um, the Berkshires, and everyone's getting kind of tipsy. Um, then Elise and Dorinda are trying to – not Dorinda. Elise and Ramona are kind of like trying to have a heart-to-heart. And I love that the group is following them and making Ramona do this with an audience. And that Luann and Dorinda are basically sitting there. Luann saying this is better than Broadway. And then Sonia tries to jump in. And I forgot what Luann but she said, but she's like basically like, we're the audience. You don't mess with the people when they're on stage. Like it was just like only on Roni do we see something like this happen. I mean, they might as well have gotten a bowl of popcorn and had that on the side and just watching because that's it was so funny. I do feel like the whole thing, you can tell Ramona was very uncomfortable 
with the whole Elise thing. Elise, I think, had some valid points in her art. Her feelings were hurt. She just wanted Ramona to acknowledge that and say, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. Of course, Miss Ramona is always full of excuses and talks about Dorinda and like how that made her feel and all these different things. And then like how she brought her in this friend group. But uh, Lisa's done her homework. I mean, when Dorinda tried to console her and even Sonia, she's like, I can know what these ladies are doing. They're instigating, <laughs> inserting themselves. So I think I like to think Elise knows what she's doing, but she was really quick to forgive and really jealous that she wasn't on Ramona's lap. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, then she sets up Ramona's lap and Ramona's like, you're kind of heavy. You're heavy. I was like, oh, first of all, I think anytime like a grown adult sits on your lap, like if there's going to be some pressure there, but you never, like, I would never say to someone, you're kind of heavy, especially someone who is thinner than I am. No, I wouldn't. You don't say that. <laughs> but again, this is Ramona Singer. Ramona. So yeah. I mean, what do you expect? I feel like there's hours though that we miss because this happened. There's still light out. And then it's like, oh, let's go by the fire. And people are getting a little tipsy. And then all of a sudden, Luann's talking about how she's going to have Sonia in her cabaret and like just shit breaks loose. And then as they're all consoling Sonia, because Luann basically says like, you're not allowed, you're not in my cabaret. I'm not like, because they're all of them were like, you should pay Sonia. And Sonia said, you know, you barely, barely covered my hair and makeup last time, or didn't even cover my hair and makeup and all this. Uh, Luann gets really upset and basically yells at Sonia, tells her that I forgot what she said directly, but basically was like, you're not going to be in my cabaret. You're not allowed to attend my she's cabaret. I don't from her she, show. It's like so yeah, she's dramatic. Banned. Oh my yeah. God. So Sonia is like distraught, obviously. I feel like Sonia is one of those people that like really just wants everyone to like her. And like at the end of the day, she just wants to have fun with everyone. She really doesn't like, yeah, she stirs the pot a little bit and says some like has some loose lips. But at the end of the day, she's like, I think she has a good soul. So she's upset and everyone's consoling her because they understood that her intent wasn't to make Luann that mad. It was basically just to say, like, it'd be nice to get a little bit of the money out of this because you act like this cabaret is so goddamn successful. So th- then Dorinda gets into her like clip, clip, oh, Dorinda. <laughs> And when she starts talking, I'm like, oh, here's slurring Dorinda. These women are drunk. And I don't know. Like, We missed the progression of how we got there. But when she kept saying, <laughs> Sonia, like, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. I will go defend you. I will defend you. And then she goes and talks to Luann and keeps saying, like, we're warriors. She's not a warrior. I'm like, where did this warrior business come from? Like, I don't know. But like. The whole time I'm just thinking, like, this is going to be my pep talk to myself whenever I have to have, like, an un- uncomfortable business conversation with, like, my boss or a coworker. I'm like, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. It was so uh, – the progression of the episode, I will say, lead, until, like, the last 10 minutes – and I hate to say things get interesting when they get drunk, but that's kind of what happened here. I was kind of like, okay, this episode's, like, okay. Like, it feels like it's setting up stuff. It's meh. I mean, we get some dialogue between Leah and Sonia about their sex lives. <laughs> And like Sonia's ass, and um, I don't even remember what Leah said. Wanting her ass licked, like just crazy things. And then all of a sudden, it was like, like you said, the cabaret warrior fight, crying. And I was like, whoa, like we missed a lot. I I wish they would have done like a summer house and put a time, like a clock. Yes, so I, I think I needed, a, I needed a timestamp because at first, it also I think there was some weird editing because when. Luann was walking from like one room into where the like I think it was like from like the hallway like entry area into where the fire was the and the windows it looked like it was light outside but prior they had tried to make it seem like it was dark out and they were talking about like what they were going to do for dinner 
So I was like trying to figure out the timing of like when all this was happening. And I know they've been drinking rosé all day, but I'm like, I'm like, I need a timestamp to understand this progression because I feel like we got very drunk very fast. And we saw the Luann that we've been waiting to see all along. I can't decide and I don't want to like misjudge someone's sobriety like journey and all that stuff. I want to be a little sensitive, but also I kind of feel like she might have had a drink or two. Well, she did start off by drinking rosé. She said, I'm having rosé, and she was holding a glass. We don't know how many glasses she had. Um, I do think she she definitely had more than one or two, is what I will say. And I, th- I mean, that's what they showed us. So if anybody wants to at me, there is evidence that she had at least two glasses of champagne or of rosé. And then we get your favorite, to be continued. <laughs> oh, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that nothing enrages me more then Bravo using to be continued just so freely. First of all, to be continued is really meant to like for like a true cliffhanger. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I don't know. When you show previews of basically the like of everything else that's going to happen in the next episode, you're not, it's not really to be continued. Also, these are weekly fucking shows. It continues every week, no matter what. So I don't need a reminder that next week I can tune in and find out what's going to happen. I've fucking figured it out. Bravo. Like, the only time that I will agree with the to be continued was when they did it with Beverly Hills and then we had to wait four weeks before it came back on. But any other time, it just enrages me and I don't know why. I wish we had classy like sound editing because I want to play like an audience <laughs> clapping. Yeah. So just, ah. You're just me just clapping, but I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I, that was I, a good clap. I, I, I love that. <sighs> Man, I feel like I need to take a deep breath. No, I know. I was like, do you need to drink a water before we move on that to Beverly was- Hills? It was really therapeutic. Thank you, everyone, for letting me get that off my chest. Also, if you feel the same way, and for some reason, these to be continued that are just used way too often makes you mad, please, please, please send a DM. I feel like I need confirmation that other people are getting as upset as we do, and particularly as upset as I do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I never, I will be honest, until you mentioned it, I never really thought about it other than like, ah, being annoying. But since we've been doing this, the podcast and the Instagram, you notice it a lot more, like how often you do it. It's just like a, yeah, it's a very big annoyance of mine. I don't know why. Like, I'm not joking. Like, if I run into Andy and he's like, hey, what's like one thing that you think we could change about the show? I think the first thing I would say is like the to be continues, they've got to go. They're so, it's so useless. So, uh, Andy, if you're listening, let's fix this. But Beverly Hills, let's move on because I don't know, I'm getting kind of hungry. Do you want to have a steak at a strip club, (laughs) Vanessa? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to say never say never at this point in my life. I've never say never at this particular moment. No, I don't. But how just funny, I guess. I was going to say bizarre, but maybe, I don't know. So full disclosure, I've never been to a strip club. Um, I've had minimal encounters with physicals, like with a stripper. Um, They've always been male and at my sorority. So I don't really know. Like, I don't know what strip clubs are like. Uh, And I'm not knocking it. I just, I just never found myself ending the night at a strip club are they known for steaks like i felt like i was just like oh is this like what strip clubs are known for i've been to a strip club but granted this was like college and not probably the strip club that would have club vogue (laughs) yes that would have a steak dinner but i feel like this could be a thing i mean i would imagine if it's in the la area if it's like if they refer to themselves like a gentleman's club like yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I just think it's a good marketing move. Men love a good steak and they also love a good pair of tits. So I'm Nene. just like in my head, I'm like, I could see this. I could see this being maybe where you go to get a good steak. 
it was so funny watching Rena and just like chase after them and they're like, we're going to go get a steak. Uh, and I also love when Rena's like, it's the fucking Twilight Zone. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, this is 2020 in a statement. Like it literally is the Twilight Zone. But we, yeah, with her running back, I also, I just have to say, Rena acts like she's such close friends with Denise. And the second Denise tells her this, you're, she's like sprints to the ladies and is like, guess what she just said? I'm like, you are the shittiest friend. I love you, Rena. I love you to death. But like, really? Like that was the first thing you had to go tell all the ladies? I mean, how could you not though? But I will say I kind of, I agreed with what Garcelle said. She's not with her kids. She can do what she wants. I do feel like this is a storyline that's getting very, very played out. And to me, we've talked about this. It's starting to feel like Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy, part 25. <laughs> because it's like, get fucking over it. Denise Richards has one, she's seen it all with Charlie Sheen, I would imagine. And if she wants to do that, let her do that. If she doesn't want to talk about threesomes in front of her kids, that's fine too. Like, it's just, I don't know. It You can have your opinions about it and feel a certain way about it. That's fine. But you've addressed it to her. And I just feel like it's such a drawn out storyline. Well, I also like don't agree with, and I'm not really on Denise's side, but in thinking about this, like I don't agree with the fact that if I am a, um, if I verbally talk about like my sex life amongst my friends, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm super open and talking to my kids about all this stuff either. Uh, like I think there's there's different like levels of appropriateness and there's there's just probably certain things that like we don't want our kids to know about. And honestly, your kids don't want to know about. So I get why she was a little upset that everybody was not only talking about threesomes, but then talking about their experience. Like, oh, I was with three women. I was with, you know, I dated a couple and it's like, uh, this is a lot to have to explain to a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old who are still kind of figuring out their sexuality. So I just, I don't think it's a fair statement to be like, well, Denise, you've, you know, been on Playboy and you've, you know, talked about buying your husband a happy ending. Clearly you're talking to your kids about threesomes. Like I just, I think it's a little bit of a jump. And then that when they were like, kind of like a lot of people were commenting like, oh, she's going to a strip club, but she's too prude to talk to her kids about a threesome. I just, I don't think she's too prude. I just don't think it's, appropriate like there's different ways you ease children into talking about sex well, you don't yeah. start with three and stuff. i don't think they're mutually exclusive either like she can yeah. be comfortable about her sexuality and what she does in her free time and also want to have respectful conversations with her children like i don't think because she talks so freely automatically you should assume that i could see the frustration behind it and being confusing but also it's like get fucking over it just like let it die i'm just over Denise being the only storyline on this so far this season. Yeah. And I don't, I really don't understand how this fight is continuing. Like I, it literally started with like a three something where they, then they brought it up in Santa Barbara and it continued and it keeps going. It's like, at the end of the day, I think the women just need to say like, Hey, sorry, if I, sorry that I made you uncomfortable and you had to talk to your kids about something you weren't ready to talk to them about. That was, that's never my intent as a person. And like, they're all mothers. So mom to mom, I get that. Like, End of story. Let's move on. Let's have Aaron talk about Big Pharma more. Let's hear more about how these crystals could save your carpal tunnel, Vanessa. Like, I don't know. I just think there's so much more going on. Um, and, and also, like, it's convenient that some of the things that were happening at this time weren't being discussed. I felt, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Well, and I would die. Aaron, I was going to say, I was just going to say, Aaron's the reason why this continues because he's inserting himself in the drama. But also, if I were Aaron, it would have been hilarious had he brought crystals. And been like, I'm giving you guys a peace offering. 
let's clean this energy. <laughs> let's sage it. I would have died like if he just took a cheeky route to it. But he's being kind of a mansplainer dick. Um, well, and he's like mansplaining stuff that doesn't even make sense. Like it's it's like one thing to mansplain. It. It's like I already fucking knew that. Like you don't need to mansplain that to me. But like some of the things he said, like, yeah, he's mansplaining. But I'm like, no one asked for this. And I don't even understand what the hell you're talking about. Like it just – he needs to just take a little bit of a break. And Denise needs to stop bringing him everywhere. Like, he doesn't need to go to the event for Ed Sutton's that no one else brought a husband to. He, I saw this comparison that he is the new Simon, um, Alex's husband from New York. And I'm, I'm starting to agree. I could see that. I could totally see that. And, like, Sutton brought it up perfectly, too, that her boyfriend was at the event and he's just eating cheese. <laughs> like just go eat cheese like <laughs> i mean can we just stop for a minute though to talk about how great it was when erica was like fuck it i need some salami i'm like god like this is why i love her she's like i don't know why i love salami so much like, who doesn't go towards like a charcuterie board for some comfort just need some meat <laughs> give me yeah. the meat sweats sweat <laughs> this drama out <laughs> why meat sweats are like the most disgusting i know ever. i know i really like, I, I feel like she might have maybe eaten enough to sweat it out maybe you but, know, the thigh caps, which your husband was a thigh cap. They used to talk about salad sweats. Oh, I'm not, I don't know about that. Good, I don't even want to know about that. Oh, my I, God. I'm not going to name names because I don't like – I don't have their permission. But there was like a group of thigh caps that would always talk about salad sweats. And I remember being like, I think meat sweats might be a better topic than salad sweats. But anyway. That is bizarre. <laughs> um, we got Kim Richards. I know we're, again, we're Yay! jumping all over the place because we're getting, it's like riding a bike, guys. We're just getting back into it. But Kim Richards, that was a, always a fun surprise. I wanted to see more of her, but I thought like they did, a, it was a really good version of Kim. She seemed happy. She seems like she's doing well. Uh, I also thought like the episode got kind of heavy for certain parts because uh, Kim is having her implants removed. And for Kyle, it's bringing back all these feelings of her mom's breast cancer diagnosis. Um, her mom eventually died of breast cancer. But like Kyle was talking about her mom saying like she wasn't ready to go and she was scared to die and she was going to miss all this. And then we like hear that Garcelle's father that she didn't ever really have a relationship with wrote a letter to and gave it to Garcelle's mom to give to Garcelle uh, before he passed. And her mom lost the letter. So Garcelle's like, I don't even know if he was ever proud of me. I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't know. I got like goosebumps and teary eyed watching both those parts. And it could be I've lost a father. My, I've, You know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. And so I think sometimes when you hear that kind of stuff, you can put yourself in in those shoes because you've experienced that pain. But to not know if your dad was proud of you, I was just like, oh, my God, Garcelle, I, I want to hug you. I know. It was it was hard. And side note, I'm so glad they brought Garcelle on, but I'm like, I feel like we never see her. I don't know if it's editing or scheduling or what, but I wish we got more Garcelle. Well, she also put something out there that she's paid significantly less than the other women. Um, and I look, look we don't, I'm not trying to like make it about race, but it is kind of odd that she's the only black cast member on the show and that we see more of Sutton and Sutton's technically a friend of. Uh, and we hardly see Garcelle. And she's like going on a date. Could we have seen the date? Like, I mean, I, like with Shannon, when she was going through like a divorce and getting back out there, we saw all of it. Yeah, I don't know. Something, something's up there. But I would love to see more Garcelle. Yes. Oh, and by the way, Kim was fine with the the surgery. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she back. survived just fine. I feel like we needed like for those who didn't watch, like, wait, Kim went under. She's She did great. She did great. Say, people coming out of anesthesia, first of all, like – you're always like loopy. Like I, 
uh, I remember getting my wisdom teeth out and I woke up like hysterically laughing. And I like even was like the nurses that I kept being like, what is so funny? And I just kept laughing. And I've heard like it's pretty common for people to like be like a what, either like some people are like sobbing and they don't know why. It's just like it's a very weird thing coming out of anesthesia. But you just look awful. And I, poor Kim, I'm like, here's her grand return. And then we see her like a zombie coming out of anesthesia. Didn't she have that when she, didn't she have a nose job? And there's like a. Yeah. And it was like. Well, forget about me. Same thing. Same yeah. Thing. Like, yeah, why are you it, doing yeah. this? <laughs> I just, I'm like, oh, can't we like not do dirt, Kim dirty on her big return? Lord. Um, Next week yeah. though, we get, finally we get fucking Brandy. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this season, as much as I love a lot of the women individually on Beverly Hills, I just never am satisfied, fully satisfied with the season. I always feel like the preview gives me high hopes and then I get to it. It was like, oh, it failed to deliver. I can't believe we're just now getting Brandy in. It seemed like there was going to be a lot of Brandy going around. And I mean, the women have been like, because Brandy's like, I'm kind of nervous. And then they cut to Denise. It's like, are they going to actually go there and talk about it? Like what, like what's going to happen? And I feel like even in the beginning when everyone thought Denise was done and then they show her making that best, like the most memeable face ever behind the green screen, we still haven't like, I'm like, I'm still like wanting to get back more to that. Not so much the, the stupid fight. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that was basically housewives in a nutshell. We thought we were going to be under on time. We are definitely over, but we reached out to all of our followers and we're like, Hey, there's only two. Housewives to cover right now. What are some other topics that you guys want to know more about? A lot of questions about pump. Um, we've covered that in other episodes, so we're going to link to it. But basically, guys, pump as we know it is done. Uh, but someone said that Luke um, on an, his Instagram live claimed he's not returning to Summer House and um, the Giggly Squad, which is um, Hannah and Paige, were talking about how they don't think he's returning because of what he said. I, I, I'll be sorry, he, I missed what, it. Yeah, I didn't, I missed it too. What did he say? He basically was like, said like with the, with the new format and all this, he just doesn't, he's not going to like leave. I think he's doing like, he's like a fitness trainer thing. Cause he posts a lot about like working out, like people are running on a road and socially distancing. So I think for him, he probably just doesn't want to commit to having to be there for like the full month and not getting to leave. I don't know, but I, I don't think Luke's going to be that missed after watching him on the reunion i don't think he really i don't think he's someone who was meant for reality tv no also translation um he wasn't invited back (laughs) i'm gonna be shady i'm like oh it's not because you don't have time luke let's be real like it's because minnesota's not that not that busy for you (laughs) uh so then we also got a question about selling sunset the show that you and i both got sucked into i when I first started watching this, I'm like, this is terrible. Why am I watching it? And I just kept – it's kind of like love is blind. You, like, look back and you're like, I wasted a lot of time on a not the best series. But in the moment, I was obsessed. Uh, but Tracy Tudor threw some major shame. And she said she's never seen any of those women at an open house. Like, I none of those guys had heard of them. fucking loved everything that Tracy said. She said she's seen the guys do where I agree. I knew immediately. So um, watching, I was like, why does this feel like the hills to me? And the producer name that comes up at the end, I Googled him. He's the producer of the hills. So uh, it did feel very like staged. And like the one, there was like an, ep- there were a couple episodes where 
Chriselle would get there early and it was just uh, the, the girl who was pregnant. Maya, Maya. Is that her name? Maya yeah. is the only redeeming thing about selling stuff. I, lo- I know. I love her. I think she's the only one who doesn't like really get it. Like she's not like she's keeping it a little bit more real. But there were like so many times like, okay, so Maya and Chriselle just met each other a couple of weeks ago. They haven't been working together that long. And Maya admits that she might be pregnant and pees on a stick there. And Chriselle's the only one that knows. Like that was so set up and so fake for Chriselle to then just spill the beans at the wrong time. Like I don't, I just felt like okay, what woman who's been trying for years has suffered a miscarriage is going to just like let this person that they've known for a couple of weeks be the first one to find out that they're pregnant? Oh, a thousand percent. I watching the show. This is one of selling sunset to me is a result of 2020 and COVID is why I'm watching it. <laughs> like I've, yeah, I've I'm watched so everything because yeah. I'm so bored and I've watched everything. I was like, well, fuck, I guess I got to watch this shit now. It's 30 minutes long. It's just like mindless, mindless TV, but I think Tracy has is on to something. I mean, I don't really know. I don't think it's I don't know that it's difficult and I don't want to someone please back me up, check me on this. But anyone can have their real estate li- license, whether or not you practice, I guess it's like to be to be determined, but it feels pretty staged. The only people I think that are actually real estate agents other than Jason and I forgot his brother's name, the the twins. the twins yeah the twins i think maya i i love maya she's like comedic relief to me i feel like christine is trying to be a housewife um Chriselle, we i'm i think she's really sweet she's like a better version of britney to me <laughs> i think she's really well, sweet and i'm sad about her divorce i'm curious to see how that plays out oh yeah i will tune in for that piece but also she's a soap star she's been on a lot of different um soap opera series and as um eileen and rena and denise allude to like the filming schedule because it's a new episode five days a week so their filming schedule is very intense and very exhausting i highly doubt that chriselle just like in her free time of being a soap star picked up her real estate license oh absolutely and there's no surprise that she's like the main face of the show like on yeah like she's the main so there's something there i don't i don't know that i think mary Mary and Romaine's relationship. I mean, that could be a whole nother freaking episode. You and I could talk about I could probably talk all about that. Um, I think she might actually do it, but I don't know. And then there's Heather who with that guy from uh what's a Tark? Oh Tark. Yeah. What about Amanza? Amanza. <laughs> it's just it's bad TV, guys, but it's like one of those things. Once you start, you get sucked in. It's an easy watch. I'll probably watch season three because I've committed so far. And I kind of want to see how Trishel's, um divorce. I hate to say I want to see how her divorce plays out, but I'm going to say I want to see how the divorce plays out. Well, it's, I mean, so she said that she was shocked and he pulled the rug out underneath her. And, you know, I think there was like kind of like she was so proud of him for like all of his, fa- like it feels like he got really famous and then left her. And like, I don't know why that's always an interesting dynamic to watch play out. Oh. And rarely do we have a first eye view of a divorce, like of a celebrity's divorce. It's always they issue their statements and we see pictures of them out and we kind of fig- try to decipher what's going on, but like, we're really going to know this time. Yeah. Okay. So another topic that people want to know about was the Manzos. Um, so Dina's ex-husband um, was charged with like hiring somebody to assault her boyfriend um, and it was bringing up all these like mafia connections. I mean, we know – They've never, like, directly said, like, oh, yeah, we're in the mafia. But they've also never really denied it. I think Caroline's always like, we don't talk about that. And she'd always say, I'm so proud 
to be um, to have whatever um, her husband's Albert's husband or Albert's father's name was. Um, but she's like, I was always so proud for that to be my father-in-law, even though they, he passed away. He was murdered before they got married. Yeah. And here's the thing that I, when I heard all this come out, so the assault, so here's a really crazy thing. So the attack or the, I don't want to say hit because he didn't die, but the attack on the, um, her boyfriend, who's now her husband was for that. This individual could get like a cheaper discount at the, um, what's the name of their place? I want to say Bluestone Manor, but I know that's Dorinda. The, oh, the brownstone, the brownstone was to get a freaking discount, like a wedding discount, um, which is so fucked up. And yeah, like, nothing- they didn't pay him with money. It was just like, oh, instead of having paying fifty thousand dollars for this wedding, like we'll give you we'll give you the top shelf liquor at no cost. Yes. And also this is not related. And I'm sure there it is related. But this uh, the charges is not um, related to the home invasion attack that. Dina and well, I can't husband. prove that they're connected. Yeah, but I mean, I think everyone's going there thinking like, well, who else did he hire for that? Yes, and also because going into this, I was like, how the fuck are all these people connected? So Dina and Caroline are sisters who married brothers, the Manzos. So Dina's ex-husband is a Manzo, and that's why it kind of it kind of got confusing to me because I was like, wait, how well, are I they think related? That's they're falling out. Like they were always separated. I think then when Dina started dating someone else, it was like a betrayal to the family. Because I mean, there is, I've watched a lot of mafia shows. Uh, for anyone who's listened for a while, uh, it's not that I'm not proud of my own background. I'm just so intrigued by other like strong cultural back. Like I've, I've wanted to be Persian. I've wanted to be like, I've, I don't know. I just, I dive into these shows. And there was a, a period of time where I really thought I'd make a really good mob wife. And part of it is you you're, you have to be okay with the fact that your husband's going to cheat, but you never divorce them. You can separate, live separately, but you never actually divorce and you never really move on. Or if you do, it's on the DL. And so I feel like she broke kind of the code and started openly dating another guy. And I wonder if that was the divide with Caroline and Dina, but they didn't want – they couldn't publicize that because then they'd have to like tie it back to the fact that the Manzos are in the mafia. Well, and I also think it has everything to do that Dina knows that Caroline knew that her ex – did yeah like i think it yeah has, like betrayal like the ultimate betrayal that she knew she that she did this best of bravo our buddy maggie does fun deep dives um yeah we'll link to it she did one on the manzos if you want to learn like more i feel like there's so much to their family history but i just think this is why they're not i think this is honestly why dina one moved to california in a way to get away because her family <laughs> it, like threatened her well, I mean, like, she probably, yeah, was probably a little bit concerned for her life. Also, just to take it a step farther, um, Lauren Manzo married uh, Vito, and his family dates back to another, like, well-known mafia family. And his cousin went, like, missing for a while, and then his cousin's body was found in the bottom of a river, and they think it was tied to, like, mafia stuff. Holy shit. So, like... Basically, like as much as I love the Manzo brothers, Albie and Chris, and there was a period of time where I was like, oh my gosh, like Caroline would love me as a daughter-in-law. Again, you guys, I was thinking I'd be a good mob wife. I'm now like shit. Like, I don't know if I really want to get involved with that. There is some weird stuff that happens. Well, and maybe that's why Caroline decided to stop dyeing her hair and embrace the gray. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she probably is like, fuck this shit. I can't keep up with the stress of being in the mafia. Like, I'm gonna She's like, no my drink. life could be cut short really fast. I'm not going to waste, you know, a couple hours uh, a week getting my hair colored. Lord. God, well. God love her. And then there was also a funny little note. Somebody asked about Gary Pinkle. Uh <laughs> It was actually our really good friend. Uh, I'm just going to say out there, for those that don't know, it made me laugh. And I thought, well, I'll share this with you because why not? Gary Pinkle is the former football coach for the University of Missouri where Vanessa and I attended. And I have a very intense crush on him. And so I will share some pictures to our stories um, of the different Gary Pinkle things that have happened in my life, including a large Gary Pinkle at my wedding. Well, let's be real. You just want this to be an excuse to share the photo of you and Gary, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that one because I look like so like I'm fangirling, but I could share it. No, I was more thinking I like the Gary Pinkle head uh, at our wedding. And then Gary, uh, the same friend who brought up Gary Pinkle, got a signed picture of Gary Pinkle for my bachelorette party. And I like lost my shit and almost started crying. Well, and it was like, then legit. you also met him. I know when I did meet him, I was, it was honestly one of those things where it was like, um, I was shaking. I was so nervous. It was like it was like my whole life I was waiting for this moment where I met Gary Pinkle. But uh, in that moment, I was like, I didn't know what to say. So I was just like, thanks so much, Coach. Coach. Like, you know, thanks for all the wins and all the memories. Like, who says that? Like, but yeah, that's that was what I said when I finally met the love of my life. I'm Gary looking Pinkle. at the picture and I'm looking at your <laughs> caption. There can be miracles if you believe. Great Whitney Houston, <laughs> Mariah Carey song. I'm like dying. That is a good song, though. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, on that note, uh, our shout out, we're like way over. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Like Vanessa said, it's like riding a bike. We also have not done this in so long. We're like, ah, we just want to tell you everything we're thinking. But um, our shout out of the week, we have to we have to keep, you know, our format that hopefully you guys love. And this week's shout out is going to Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta for numerous reasons. She's been awesome on um, Amplify Black Voices uh, on the Watch What Happens Live. She is just making her grandfather so proud um, and all that she's doing for, you know, this resurgence of civil rights. Like a lot of people, you know, when you think back in history, when civil rights first happened, it's like we've made progress. But gosh, like there is just so much more that needs to be done. And she's fighting so hard for it. And I think the one piece that Vanessa and I really admire is she keeps saying it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, when everything happened with George Floyd, A lot of people were posting the black square and put information up for a week. And then that was kind of the end of it. And she is continually fighting and posting and on all fronts of black lives matter, not just police, um, you know, injustice and brutality, but also, you know, black mothers who are dying um, at a much faster rate when they're in childbirth. And I think that to me is such an alarming fact. Absolutely. She's using her platform for good and we will continue to use our platform for good too. And I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone wants to be judged by the color of their skin, especially in 2020 people. It's not cute. It's not a cute look. So we will continue to amplify her voice, but I think she's done a phenomenal job. I think in terms of how a housewife has evolved, she started out as a housewife. She's turning more into an activist. Her daughter PJ has so much to be proud of because she's, trying to make the world a better place for her and everyone else around us. Yes. Um, so Portia, we love you. Keep fighting. We will keep helping amplify your voice. Um, 
And uh, with that, this is the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It felt so good to be back. We have missed all of you. Uh, please, please uh, feel free to slide into our DMs. Let us know other topics you want to cover, just questions you have. Uh, if you also are annoyed by the to be continued. And when you're doing that, make sure you're following us on Instagram. That's where you're going to get all the day-to-day drama that's happening. And God, there's a lot of it. These, I think quarantine has brought out a interesting side of some of our Bravo labs. So we'll make sure we share all that. And to make sure you're staying up to date with all of our podcast episodes, we have some fun guests in the works again. Be sure to subscribe so you get that alert. And while you're subscribing, go ahead and hit five stars and leave us a nice review. It really means the world to us. Um, and we greatly appreciate it. And with that, I'm so happy to say we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way, in a This workout is fun, and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy, and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.